Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm Rex Nelson, Senior Editor of the Democrat Gazette, and it is my honor to have today Catherine Tucker of the Arkansas Cinema Society. Welcome. Let's talk film today. Thanks so much for having me, Rex. It's Multimedia, great to be nothing here. like talking film on a podcast, but yeah, uh, we just hearing voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, I have a face for radio, so yes, I've, I've always said that. <laughs> I, I started in radio for thirteen when I was thirteen years old, believe it or not. Yeah. So uh, I, I have said that a long time, or or a face for newspaper work. You know, yeah. you, you can get that glamour shot taken about twenty years ago in the case of my column and put that on there and just keep it. And go from there yeah keep the same no photo no 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 and uh then then you go speak like i do and they say you don't look at all like your photo in the paper <laughs> well that was about 20 years ago when that one was taken yeah. but so happy to have you here thank uh, you so much for having I, me i, I want to talk about the society but let, let's get a little background first uh, you grew up here in little rock but uh really made a mark in the film world uh, before coming back. Uh, let, let's walk back. How, how did you get interested in film? How did that uh, kind of shape your career trajectory? Did, did it come as, as a child here, just watching lots of films? Uh, give, give me a little background. Well, funny you should ask. This is something that Jeff Nichols and I often talk about. We didn't have any exposure to film growing up in Arkansas. Right. And so that's one of the reasons we started the Arkansas Cinema Society, if not the reason, to offer young people the exposure at an early age to just give them a leg up in the industry and the connections to get there. But I grew up with a Nikon FM2 manual camera that uh, I, I still have. and You do still have it. I still have it. Uh. I do portraits of my kids all the time with it, black and white film. And I also was interested in theater, uh, but I was not a great actor and I was an awful singer. So I would never get cast in anything. And I, if you combine those two, it's a pretty obvious combination would mm-hmm. be film. But I didn't understand or know what directors did or what assistant directors did or producers. And I didn't know that there was an opportunity to work in film behind the camera. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, you know, people make the film, but you always associate it with being an actor or you did back then. And so and I didn't want to be an actor. And so when I went to college, I majored in photography. And then when I got out, I walked my resume around New York City. And one of the photographers whose work I loved happened to be in the lobby at that time. And his name was Timothy White. And he shot movie posters. Oh, wow. And just happened to be in the lobby. Happened to be in the lobby, hired me on the spot. And I was his personal assistant for two years and worked with Jennifer Lopez and Julia Roberts. And we did photo shoots for movie posters. And I got involved with Miramax from there. And he helped me get a job as photo editor of independent films at Miramax. And then once I got on set, I knew it was where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I was about about 24 when I realized I wanted to work in film. So. Yeah. Yeah. So once you were going to be a professional photographer, Mm -hmm. and then, like you said, you get into that world, and I guess you just loved everything about it? Loved everything about it. It's so collaborative. It's like being a photographer, but with a, a great team of people helping you achieve your goals and vision. 
And I'm a big extrovert, so I love collaborating and working mm-hmm. with people. I don't really like working by myself. And s- photographers really, it's kind of a lonely job yeah. if, you, if you're an extrovert. And so it just fit my personality so much better. Plus, I love all of the art forms that are included in film, like music, writing, acting, costume design, drawing. There's so much art within film that I'm passionate about that I just putting it all together, I feel like you can't create a more moving experience than when you're sitting in a theater watching a movie. You know, I'm having a flashback. Years ago, I, I did a big magazine story on uh, Francis Macbeth, who was a world-renowned music composer, but lived in Arkadelphia, of all places. He was a family friend there when I was growing up, and uh, I asked him, uh, first of all, I, I, I love this um, he would do his composing late at night and then sleep all morning. So when I asked him, what time do you want to do the interview? He said, why don't you show up at my house about midnight, which I thought was interesting to start with. But I asked him a question over probably at about 2 a.m. as we were sitting there visiting. If you were young again, would you compose music again? And he said, no, I think I would go into film if I were young again. I think that's the greatest creative outlet that there is mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And uh, so I'm reminded that of you being captivated by that world. Uh, so you're having great success. Obviously, I can tell by your voice you were having a lot of fun. So tell me what brings you back home to Arkansas. So I think community service runs in my family. Very much so. <laughs> And I I have the bug too, but just film specific. And I want to be able to make movies in Arkansas. And so, and I want to, I feel inspired to help young people and anyone wanting to get involved in film from Arkansas, because it's not an easy road. Jeff Nichols and I both were on that road and Mm -hmm. it was long and winding. And so we are hopefully creating some shortcuts for filmmakers in Arkansas with the Arkansas Cinema Society. And, you know, Jeff and I love bringing great filmmakers to Arkansas to kind of show off the state and encourage them to make movies here. And so far that that recipe is is working. And we've got all these educational programs now that we're working on with the Arkansas Cinema Society, the Filmmaking Lab for Teen Girls that I lead every summer. It's one of my favorite things that we do. And we create a short film within a month with 12 high school girls. And I'm yeah. reminded of my high school what a self. Neat project, yeah. And it's so moving. It's way more moving to me than I ever thought it would be. I mean, I was excited about it, but it's every year I'm reminded um, how important that program is. So in an effort to bring more films to Arkansas and also my own dream of making films in Arkansas kind of collided. And so and I love being here. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you back here. Now, <laughs> Now you, you open the door. You, you mentioned that community service runs in your family. A, uh, <laughs> a, a new film on your own brother. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Sure. Well, I, you have to make story. You have to make movies about what you know. Mm-hmm. And after, you know, he ran for Congress the year after we started the Arkansas Cinema Society. Right, right. And the year I had my daughter. So my daughter was an infant when he was running for Congress. And I took her, just toted her around to all these fundraisers, you know, every night. And I think 
It was the first time I've gotten such an inside look at what it looks like to run for office and how hard it is on the candidate and how passionate they have to be and how hard it is on their family and how much their family and their friends and their volunteers give to the candidate. And I thought I had a unique perspective in that I am his sister. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of campaign stories, campaign films out there, but the, I think the difference is I'm really telling sort of the more personal side of it. And I was able to capture I th- an essence of his life that maybe a stranger might not have been able to. Right. Like I would just go over to their house in my pajamas and have the camera sitting in my lap for when he walks in after a big speech or whatever and needs dinner. And so there's intimate moments like that in the movie that I feel like are unique to other campaign films. But yeah. I just thought it was a story worth telling. And um, I was really inspired by him and the campaign and the campaign that they ran. And I think it's a great example. Uh, I'm proud of the campaign he ran. And yeah, he didn't win the campaign, but this is a guy now that already won a battle with cancer, mm-hmm. which is much more important, of course. Much more. And he had gotten cancer the year before that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the you know they really created a movement with his run for that second district seat. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. Well, it is a great project, and again. Back in Arkansas, making films about Arkansans. I do want to get into the society. You've mentioned Jeff Nichols uh, several times. So let's go back. Um, any conversations you and Jeff might have had and saying, we, we need an organization to do something for our home state. Go back to the creation of the society and how it kind of came about. Sure. So Jeff and I had kept in touch over the years loosely. He was a year younger than me in high school. Okay. So we were friendly, definitely knew each other. We weren't in the same class, but we always kept in touch because we were both in film from Arkansas. But he wanted to do a screening of the film Loving that he directed. And there was no resources for that. He had no way, he didn't have anyone to call to say, hey, I want to do a screening of this movie and come home for it. Like, what should I do? And so he put together the event with his friends, uh, Spencer Andrews and Amber Mm -hmm. Brewer of Yellow Rocket. But they... At that screening, he and I reconnected, and we were talking about how the Little Rock Film Festival had closed and what a bummer that was, and that we wanted to maybe do something to either bring it back or, and in our the evolution of our conversation, we wanted to we decided to not just do a film festival, but to do an organization more like the Austin Film Society in mm-hmm. Austin, which is year round encompasses all things film not just uh, it's not just a you know once a year film festival there's educational programming year round there's community programs year round and it really is more community driven as opposed to like a tourist event which is also great and we do that but we wanted to have some resources that were broader than just a film festival and so we we really kind of took the model of the Austin Film Society and and are trying to follow in their footsteps to some degree, but they're 30 years ahead of us and about $30 million. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a lot of years and a lot of money. But with the finances you've had, what what great progress. And I think I probably ought to say at this point, you know, we call it full disclosure in the newspaper business. I, I was on Catherine's founding board. Uh, the story behind that is uh, 
her father uh, asked me to be on it, and I can't say no to Rhett Tucker. I mean, I mean that sincerely. <laughs> I, he's one of this city's great civic leaders ever, and I and I can't say no. And not that I knew much about film, but uh, I, I couldn't say no. Well, and, thank you. That's I think that's how we got most of our board members. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people who just didn't know how to say no to him, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> very persuasive gentleman, as you know. And most of our uh, first sponsors, I think, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but kind of walk us through, you know, what events you began doing in those early years and, and where we are now, what, sure. what events you have yeah. on a, kind of a, a big picture year-round basis. Sure. So we started off doing, our the first thing we did was Filmland, which is our annual celebration of cinema, which is every fall. Last year, usually it's been We've been moving the data. I say usually, and but we've been around five years, yeah. and we had COVID for two. So that's two of the five, absolutely. Um, so we we decided right before COVID to move our date to October, and since we've done that, we were able to get Nomadland with Chloe Zhao as the filmmaker guest, and also we had Jessica Chastain in person this year with mm-hmm. the eyes of Tammy Faye. So I'm I'm calling Filmland an Oscar predictor now, but we <laughs> I like that. Keep using it. <laughs> but we, um, it's traditionally in the fall, and that's kind of what, our, that was our first big event. It's a curated film festival as opposed to submission film festival, which makes it a little bit different of a model. We modeled Filmland originally after Ebert Fest, which is also a curated film festival, but it, there's a filmmaker to accompany every single screening to make sure that there's an educational component to every screening. And so we, we're following that model, and instead of doing, you know, 100 films with 30 filmmakers, we usually do anywhere between five to 10 films and bring in some A-list filmmakers. And that's kind of the model. But we also have Filmland Arkansas, which is submission-based, and it's the Arkansas program of all the films that have been made in the state that year. And we have a jury that that selects those. So we are a non-competitive festival. The only award that we offer is the Audience Award for the Best Arkansas Film. And we usually screen a couple of shorts blocks, one student and one, uh, I don't know what the, not student version is, the yeah, <laughs> regular, yeah. regular filmmakers, right. non-amateur. And then we also have parties, you know, after every screening to kind of create a, a way for all of the filmmakers to network because we thought that was a really important aspect of the Little Rock Film Festival. So many of the Arkansas filmmakers that are working now met at the Little Rock Film Festival 10 years ago, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. And that's sort of how you start to build a film community. So anyway, we started with Filmland, and then we also launched our Filmmaking Lab for Teen Girls that the second year. And we were doing year-round screenings before COVID. Um, we did a screening of the original Phantom of the Opera in a church with a live organist. We were doing screenings at The Root in the parking lot of Indiana Jones. We're doing screenings of a movie called Antiquities that was made in Arkansas that I produced. Right. And, you know, in, in Jonesboro and um, in Newport. And so we're trying to really build a statewide network for film and filmmakers so that we can have a unified overall Arkansas filmmaking community. But in the last two years, we've hired a Northwest Arkansas programmer. So we're doing a ton of programming in Northwest Arkansas. And we also are doing statewide programming. We're doing screenings in El Dorado and 
really all over the state. We did a screenwriting lab in Helena that was really great. We had, there's a filmmaker down there named Nolan Dean that helped us with that. And so we really feel like we're growing. And I think what I hope also is that we're just encouraging filmmakers that it's a possibility to work in film, to get a job in film and stay at home. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried Podcast, but first, this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Fried Podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports, and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning, along with the latest news and updates delivered to you on an iPad, provided at no extra cost. For just $34 a month, you'll get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette, including my three weekly columns, plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. To sign up today, call 1-800-482-1121 or visit us online at arkansasonline.com forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I want to talk a little bit about your reading on the current state of the film industry in Arkansas. I mean, I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm over 60 now, so my my memories as a child to be a proud Arkansan where, you know, uh, B-films like Charles Pierce stuff, The Legend of Boggy <laughs> Creek, or Burt Reynolds comes to town and yeah. does White Lightning. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And I go out with my grandparents, actually, who lived in Benton and watch part of the filming of that on the Saline County uh, Courthouse. So that's got a, you you know, not not serious film, but, uh, you know, back in those days, we were proud in Arkansas that these were being shot. By the way, I have to mention, one of the fun things about this job, Catherine, is I get to travel around uh, rural Arkansas, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was in far south Arkansas last week working on columns, so I did stop at the Monster Mark convenience store in wow. Fout to pay my regards to Charles Pierce. They, <laughs> they actually have a little museum connected. It's that's so why they cool. call it the Monster Mark yeah. there. So oh, you might so want to put great. that on your list the next I time sh- you're in. <laughs> I, it's on my list. But seriously, we, we created a film office many years ago. This yep. newspaper's covered it. It's had its ups and its downs. Uh-huh. So. In an era now, you talk about the the scene in Austin, for instance. Uh, we've all read a lot in the last decade or so about, you know, the massive tax incentives, for instance, next door in Louisiana, mm-hmm. the attempts to become Hollywood South. So, where where are we in Arkansas? So uh, we, I think we're making great progress, and we continue to make progress. But like anything, it's slow going, and so we have a checklist of things that we'd like to accomplish. And we got a couple of those accomplished last year in the legislative session. Uh, we had a film tax incentive passed for the first time in Arkansas's history. It had a lower cap than than we would have liked, but it is it is the first time there's some allocation for film, and it was a unanimous it was unanimously supported. So I think. 
you know, filmmakers have been on board, but I think everyone's starting to understand, especially when you look at states like Georgia, mm-hmm. that essentially had no film incentives 15 years ago. Right. And now they have an $80 billion economic impact with $2.9 wow. billion direct spend, I think, in 2019. Unreal. And so now it's an irreplaceable part of, of their economy. Plus, in my opinion, I mean, <laughs> I, this, is, this is what I do, but... In my opinion, film is a perfect industry because it's not just, you know, you bring in an Amazon uh, center and that creates jobs, but it's not creating tourist attractions. Mm -hmm. It's not showing how beautiful your state is. Films employ artists and they give jobs to artists and artists are historically what draw tourists and new and young people and new families to places because they want to live there because the artists have made it a cool place to live Mm -hmm. um and so i think it's it's like it's a perfect industry in that way and and employs far more people than you would ever imagine across the the country there's a lot of data that we've that we have that we've been that we use to help get this this tax incentive passed but i think getting that passed is sort of a beacon and it shoots out a signal, you know, Arkansas is open for business and is film friendly. And so I think last year there was, we had so many, I, I had a friend tell me that she worked on Hannah Whitney, who is Ruth Whitney's daughter. And ah, okay. A, originally uh, one of our first employees at the Arkansas Cinema right, Society. Right. But she, you know, started as a PA on True Detective season three and has been able to make a living in film since then in that's Arkansas. Right. Yeah. And so that's the dream. I mean, when, you know, when I produced a movie called All the Birds Have Flown South in 2014, I trained 15 young people as interns and they were then able to get jobs on movies after that, but none of the jobs were in Arkansas. And now they're living in Georgia and California so we train them and then they have to leave because there's not a movie right after so the tax incentive really makes it a- makes us able to have sustainable films throughout the year so that people so that filmmakers can stay in the state and and make a living doing what they want yeah you know a year ago after I got my about a year ago this month because I remember it was right after I got my family fully vaccinated I had not traveled for 13 months until I could do that and uh I went up and I had a breakfast uh, with Tom and Stuart Walton, and uh, they were kind of outlining their vision for Arkansas, which I really bought into. And it was, um, you know, to take our outdoor recreational attributes, which really are world class, Mm -hmm. and build on those, but at the same time, build a cultural base. Uh, mm-hmm. Crystal Bridge is an example of that, but the film industry would be an example of that. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, and I love this, they said Arkansas should be to the center third of America what Colorado is to the western third, this place that's off the coast but has this great outdoor recreational uh, opportunities, a little bit lower cost of living than on the coast. Plus, it's got the culture that goes with it. And I I, I certainly think what you're doing at the Cinema Society uh, plays into that vision of a, of a better Arkansas going forward. Yeah, I, I have a friend that has recently gone to work for them, to, and, mm-hmm. and his job is to make Arkansas better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and, and, and I say this. I, I mean, I'm not a Walmart apologist or anything. I'm glad it's based in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But I will say this for Tom and Stewart. 
Those guys obviously could live anywhere in the world. They're two of the richest people in the world. They could do anything they wanted. Their whole focus Mm -hmm. is improving quality of life in the state of Arkansas. That's our whole focus. Yeah, and I believe that film is a a viable part of that because if you look at Austin, if you look at Nashville, if you Mm -hmm. look at Atlanta, they all have thriving film communities. And I think that that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that makes them the hub that they are. It's the music and it's the film. And, and then it, the restaurants start coming and then the tourists start coming and then people want to move there. And I think it's one of the pieces of that puzzle. Uh, and I, I, I think people are catching on to that here. And I really, luckily, we're not the first ones to do it. Mm-hmm. States have done this already. Many states and cities have done this already. And I you know, would love to get the, the Waltons on board with this because I think it's essential to, to what they're trying to achieve. Yo, absolutely it is. You know, I kind of, uh, in talking about Northwest, but again, their vision has expanded more statewide. But Northwest, I, I kind of put through in three stages. Uh, first was the kind of organic growth through the decades of Walmart, Tyson, J.B. Hunt, building a regional airport there, building what's now Interstate 49. Mm -hmm. Phase two, Walmart basically tells all these vendors, we want you to have a presence there. Mm -hmm. So you got thousands of new white-collar employees Mm -hmm. now living in Arkansas. And I think phase three began with the opening of Crystal Bridges, Uh 11-11-11, a little over a decade ago, where it took culture there to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the grants that Tom and Stewart are doing, $20 million for the Delta Heritage Trail in East Arkansas, the Northwoods Biking Trails in Hot Springs, millions of dollars. Uh, we need to understand that's not just money now going to the northwest corner, but it's all of Arkansas. Right, your your is- organization's based here in Little Rock. Before we were even taping, you and I were talking, uh, the state will never achieve its full potential unless the state capital in the largest city achieves its full potential. So That's Little right. Rock itself, right, is a is a very important cog in that vision. Yes, I, I and I there's so much need here. Um, like I was telling you earlier, you know, our there's our attendance is always so great and it it speaks to me that there's you know, that there's a, a real need for it here in central Arkansas and we're doing this our biggest event. Um, yeah. We're doing a film development conference with yeah. Jeff, Jeff Nichols. He's bringing in his producing partner, Sarah Green. I think it's great. Um, she is an independent film producing giant. If, if you're not familiar with her, she's Terrence Malick's producer. Also, she produced Frida, State in Maine. I mean, she's worked with David Mamet, some of the greats. Mm-hmm. And she's Jeff's producing partner. And so she'll be here. And then Jeff is also bringing in a film called Jockey. And the writer, director, producers of that. And he had recently met them in Austin. And they have a new film finance model that he thought was fascinating. And they're going to share that this weekend, which is also a big deal. But this is the first time we've done a live and in-person event in Northwest Arkansas since we opened our office there. Yeah. So we're really excited and hoping that the turnout is is great. But it's I'm personally very excited. I'm taking a notebook and a pen and a computer, and I'm going to be taking notes the whole well, time myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so where, where do you see the industry 
five years from now in Arkansas, 10 years from now in Arkansas. My dream for it is that we're not we're not stealing the Marvel movies from Georgia, but we're stealing movies like Jeff Nichols movies. We're stealing movies that like like the eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a shame that Minari couldn't have filmed here. It Absolutely, was, it was filmed in Oklahoma because right. their crew base and their the better incentive. Even that though they it was have. based on an Arkansas story, yeah, yeah and a, yeah. And he, you know, Isaac Chung grew up in in Arkansas, right? right. And so movies like that, I want to, I want those to be kind of no brainers. Those need, need to, to be filmed need here. to be filmed in Arkansas. And the movie Arkansas wasn't filmed in Arkansas; mm. it was filmed in Alabama. Um, and mm. so, <laughs> th- those those are tragedies to me. And so, at least like minimally, we would hold on to those. But I also think that we could be a harbor for the like. 10 to 30 million dollar films and if we could get five of those a year we could really start building a crew base because the crew could then have sustainable work all year long and then once you have that then you start building your second crew and then you start building your third crew and the more people that can train it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and so in five years i would love to see you know the tax incentive looking, you know, closer to 30, 35% to be competitive with Oklahoma and Georgia. And I would also love to see a workforce training program to train some crew just to be able to support the the productions that come in. And I would love to see us having, you know, a, a series being filmed here every year, a TV series, and then maybe four to five, $10 million films. I think that would be a, a big win, and then I think once though that starts happening, the same thing that will happen that happened in Georgia will happen here, and mm-hmm. they'll realize that the cap is only limiting their ability to make money and recruit more films and have more jobs for Arkansans because right. it's not giving money to Hollywood; it's Hollywood employing Arkansans Absolutely. in Arkansas. Absolutely. So it's just keeping the talent at home, and that that would be my dream dream for Arkansas if I could. Wave my magic wand. Mm, with you working on it, <laughs> Jeff working on it, uh, I, I think it will happen. Now, before we wrap up quickly, uh, I know you continue to work on personal projects. What what have you got going there? There, I have two screenplays that I one I've written and one I've signed on to direct, and I'm trying to. I'm in the process of, of finding funding for those, and I most certainly want to make them in Arkansas. Wonderful. It's the only place to do it. Yeah, that's that's exciting. Catherine, thanks for all you're doing for our state. Oh, thank you, Rex, for having me on. So glad you're here. Uh, Really appreciate the work of the Arkansas Cinema Society, and you will be hearing much more about the society in the months and the years to come. Catherine Tucker, our guest this morning. I'm Rex Nelson of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thank you for listening to the Southern Fried Podcast. 